Hi, all you great, grand, wonderful, fantastic individuals out there in the universe. It is Tuesday. It is actually Tuesday evening. Oh my God, I need to feed my dog. Um, <laughs> it is Tuesday evening, August 23rd. And I have a lot to say. And we are going to definitely get into this. This is about to be a very interesting episode, and it may come across slightly as a rant, but mm, but to be honest with you, there's a lot of things that need to be covered. But uh, we're going to have to take a really quick commercial break real quick, because I need to feed my dog. Alrighty, I am back. Uh, Tyra has been now pampered and cared for and we are ready to get into today's episode so we're going to touch on a myriad of things but definitely certain stuff that has bothered me more so over the past I will say year and some change I needed to get a chair to sit down of some sort because I really didn't want to stand up for all the things that I have to say. And normally, that's what I'm doing. So, let's start with a couple of things. This is an episode about self-acceptance and what that looks like in reference to self-respect, self-love, self-care, and the various different dynamics and facets that that covers. I'm going to split this up into physical, mental, and emotional and cover them as such. So I guess I'll go in the order. Let's start with physical. So... Um, when my dad passed last year abruptly, for some of you guys who know, but for those who do not, um, my dad passed in May of 2021. He was diagnosed with stomach cancer that was not related to me in any way, shape, or form fully in November of 2020. And by May, he was gone, and it was and has been, and I guess for a good long time now, will continue to be devastating. And um, I am an only child. I live alone with my dog, and um, I did not take his passing well. I am a little bit better now as we fast forward, but I can't say that I have processed everything the best way that I could. But what does that really look like? What is the best way? I don't really know what that means. What I will say is in the beginning of trying to deal with his passing, I did what I normally do, which is work. I tried to work through it, but um, (laughs) that wasn't working. And then I tried to work through it in conjunction with drinking more than I normally do. And all of you know that a loss cannot be pacified by vices. We try, that shit don't work either. So um, eventually, and I think I've told this story before, maybe on another cast or something, but um, I'll tell it again to kind of bring some stuff full circle. I... Uh, around August of 2021, 
I wanted to do something different. And I remember walking past a particular gym to be specific. It's OTF, Orange Theory Fitness, for those of you who do not know what the acronym means. And I remember seeing it and it looked interesting and I always wanted to know what it was. And so it kind of just out of nowhere popped back up in my head around July, August of last year. So I put in all my information to go. And uh, I went. I was, well, the night before I was supposed to go, I got really drunk with one of my really good friends. Hey, Mike. And um, I... uh, wasn't gonna go the next morning. It was a Sunday morning. I was supposed to be there for the six o'clock class and I was hungover and I was like, there's no way I'm gonna go to this. And kid you not, it's like 5.30 in my apartment. And oh, it's not six o'clock. I think it was a seven o'clock class. So maybe 6.30 in my apartment, something like that. But like, um, I woke up abruptly on my own. And again, hungover. And I was laying there in my bed and I was like, I'm not going to go. Like, I don't want to go. Like, why would I want to go? I'm hungover. This is crazy. There's no reason that I would want to go. And I heard this loud crash, like in my dining room area. And I got up and in my dining room at that time, I had one big picture frame that had a bunch of pictures of me and my father. And it fell and it cracked and glass was everywhere. And I took that as a sign. And I was like, okay, daddy, I got it. I'm going to go. So I went. And it was the best thing I did for myself at that time. Did I feel like I wanted to puke? Absolutely. Did I make it through the workout? I did. And I joined immediately um, when they asked me if I wanted to join. I joined as a, um, like, uh like I knew, uh, like, I can't, I can't think of the word right now, but I knew that I was going to come as often as possible. So I joined as an unlimited member, like the hell all access. So, um, yeah, best thing I ever did. I, I showed up a lot. I, uh, when I first started, I started like three days a week then I went four days a week and then I went like five days a week. Uh, until I got a terrible injury and then I had to taper down and then I started to try to work there for a couple of months and that was a terrible experience and so then it yeah so lots of things changed whatever but I said that to say this so I've always ran at least later in life over the past decade I've always lifted because I like lifting I, I like um I like building physical strength on my body just because a lot of the times that I feel like I'm an overly emotional being and that I'm not necessarily emotionally strong. So I try to compensate that in my brain by being physically strong. And I have a very definite structure. I have, um, I have very broad shoulders. I'm short. I'm like five, four, five, five, but I have always been built kind of solid, in my opinion. I have very broad shoulders. I have large arms that I got from my great-grandmother. And uh, I just, I hold a lot of my body weight up top. And so, which is why I like um, making sure that I do lots of chest exercises and things like that. Because it's just, I know that (laughs) there's a certain build to my body. And um, now at 40, this is the first time that I'm okay with saying that I'm okay with what I look like in that respect. Uh, It took a long time to get here. Um, 
So when I started this side of my uh, workout journey, it wasn't to look a certain way. I wasn't doing things to lose weight or shape something like this or la la la. I literally started working out the way that I work out now to find a place to place to find a place to place the anger, frustration, sadness, and depression of losing my father the way that I did abruptly and not being able to go to his funeral because of COVID and not being able to be included in anything with his death because of his current now grieving or whatever widow. So I needed a place for all of these emotions to go. And that is why I work out now, which is much different from my younger days. Uh, I come from a family where on the back inside of my father's side, uh, especially with the women, everyone's heavier, everyone's bigger. And um, so I'm just structured to be that way. It's kind of a genetic kind of thing. And I hated it for so long. I always felt like I was uh, too big and um, oddly shapen and uh, not strong enough and this, that, and the other. And I really always had a huge issue and a struggle with my weight and um, just consistently um, tagging my weight onto my self-worth and not loving either of those things and just really not wanting to be here because of that. I am not that person anymore. And what I have noticed with me being here is getting into this commercialized exercise space because that's kind of what I will I need to find a better word for it but I feel like it's kind of a like the boutique gym space I feel like it's not made for people who look like me and specifically out here in Austin I don't really feel like it's made for people of color but specifically black women like myself um But when I do go to these spaces, when I do see people of color, the only ones I see are black women. But it's like, it's either I'm the only one or there's one other in class. And it was really important to me when I started working um, at the one that I'm not going to name anymore. And I was working at the front desk and I had so many black women pop up randomly. And I had, and for the entire time that I had had a membership there at that point, like six or seven months, I had never really seen that many. And as soon as I started working the desk, more people started popping up. And one girl, me and her had this whole come to Jesus talk one day. And cause she was on her way out and I was like, um, it's good to see you in here, ma'am. And she turned around and she was like, it's good to see you too. And then we started having this whole talk about how it was representation is everything and she was so happy that I was at the desk because it made her feel comfortable enough to come into the space and I get that I get that and I realize now that that's a huge thing to me the comfortability and the representation and so I've been finding um I've been having a hard time finding spaces out here on the physical workout kind of spectrum where I feel like I'm fully represented. And by that, I mean in like what I look like physically uh, with race and color, but also with my body structure and body type. In these boutique gym spaces, everybody kind of looks the same to me. 
and if I do see some people who don't, I feel like they're not represented as much. I feel like they are given all this extra attention, whether they're doing exercises or not. I feel like they're just giving extra attention because there's this assumption that they're crazily out of shape and they're really not doing well just because they're heavier than the person who's to their right who can barely make it through a push-up but she's 115 pounds so it's okay and I'm not saying that all spaces are like that but I have seen this in a lot of spaces and it um it's very disappointing and disheartening to me and it makes me look at particular establishments differently because it's like you say that you want to be a representation of all people and everyone's welcome and da 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 and it's like is everyone really welcome is everyone really going to be treated the same or is it that their dollars are welcome so it doesn't really matter <sighs> I struggle with that sometimes in particular spaces that I have chosen to be in so then I started to limit my interaction in some of those spaces to in an effort to not take in that kind of imagery because I felt like it was detrimental to um, my well-being and that it's also not a representation of what I'm there for. I'm there to find a place to place this pain and not to feel like I need to change some things about me drastically to fit in in a place where They don't want people that look like me there anyway. And I mean that by the city here and not necessarily by this particular environment. So that's the physical side of this. Let's cover some more. Um, Mentally, a lot of my mental is wrapped into my professional. And I've... (sighs) Being a person... mm, Being a black business owner out here, specifically in Austin, Texas, is difficult. Um, I was about to say person of color, but I have had a lot of run-ins that have not been the best for me with other people of color. And I think, I will say from my experience, I feel like a lot of that comes from the fact that Sometimes in certain spaces, even if there is a myriad of different people of color, uh, people will still place black people on the bottom of the totem pole. And that is what I feel like here. I feel like these other people of color that I've met, especially specifically in my career field, still feel like they're better than me because I am black. And I don't really care for that. I have been treated like complete scum, garbage, and filth uh, on more than one occasion by more than one person of color. Y'all can take that how you want. I'm going to say it how it is because that is what my experience has been. And I have also realized that when you try to talk about your experiences with other people who don't get the same kind of pushback, they look at you like you're crazy, but also you are not black and you are not in my skin. And you are also not a female because what I have also noticed too is that black men in this space get more respect than black women. I said what I said. So it's created this uh, dynamic where 
I feel like I have constantly, I have to constantly work my ass off to continue to get disrespected. And so then when I loudly say that I'm being disrespected, then I'm the angry black woman and I'm this, that, and the other. And I'm like, so this is the reason I said these things, because this is what you feel about me to begin with. I had a situation where there was a person that I was, what I thought was at least a decent acquaintance. And then when he got fired from a particular job that I continued to show up to as a independent contractor, he came at me crazy and was like, well, you should leave. That place is whack. I'm like, well, you know, that was your experience with the place and not mine. And I'm okay with this space because it is one of the few safe spaces that I have found out here that let me come in and do whatever I want. And they don't put my color in front of my ability. And he said, well, why are you pulling the black card? This is the 1800s. Everybody is equal. And I'm like, this is Texas, man. And this is Texas in an area that calls itself progressive when it's progressive for people who look like you and you only. So, but again, you know, you can't say anything against because as soon as you do, you're pulling the black card, you're pulling the race card. And it's like, yeah, this is what people who are unaware and who also are ignorant and don't have to deal with this say. And, you know, it sucks that I'm able to say these things and articulate it in this medium and in this way, because for the first time in my 40 years of life, as I stated earlier, I am more comfortable in who I am as a person and what I represent, what makes the most sense to me, what I want my life to look like in this next chapter, and what I do think I bring to this world. It's taken so much self-hate to work through in the death of my father to get here. So I'm not going to apologize for demanding more from my outside spaces now. Because I wouldn't before. I would let people get away with the shit that doesn't make sense. And I don't do that anymore because I am, in the words of Miss Beyonce, comfortable in my skin, cozy with who I am. I love myself goddamn cozy cozy and I'm starting to realize that when people are not content with who they are as people and they don't know who they are and where they land and what space they're in because we all land in different spaces and accept ourselves or love ourselves for who we are at the time and we will change over time because everything is relative and evolution is necessary and inevitable but you gotta love who you are in the space that you are in when you are there and if you can't do that you will constantly come at other people who do and I realized now that there were certain times in my life when I was that person and you know I apologize for anybody that I have hurt along the way when I've been trying to figure out my own shit but I'm not there anymore and you shouldn't be either The moral of today's lovely podcast, which is hopefully not too long, is that we all have our things and we all have things that make us change and make those things become other things. And no, everybody's not going to like except you, but you have to not necessarily like you all the time, but accept who you are and where you are, especially when you're growing.
Because when you're growing and you're changing, those are the hardest times to accept you. And when you can't accept yourself, you can't accept the world around you and you make it more difficult for other people who are literally just like you trying to survive. At the end of the day, we are all the same. None of us have a manual yet. None of us are robots yet. And there's nothing that is already pre-programmed as to how you live this life. But what you can do is wake up every morning and choose you. Per the usual, take care of each other, take care of yourselves. I do not have all the answers. I am not Geppetto. I am not Merlin. I am no one's magician. But hopefully, maybe, every now and then, I say some things that resonate. To make you see your life and yourself a little bit differently. Till the next time, y'all. Bye.